History Matters, joined in the studio by the one and only Scott Washington, who is back in the studio after doing battle with <laughs> and vanquishing COVID-19. You know, Good morning. It, it's one thing to study history, then it's the, the other thing to be a part of it. Yes. So I feel like I've been part of this historical experience <laughs> that has gripped our globe and uh, glad to be on the other side of it. Very happy to have you back. Yes, and yes. I'm really happy. We well know that there is something about being here in the Trinsic Orient Studios, the worldwide headquarters of WCHL, that is unparalleled that we can't replicate by phone uh, necessarily. So... We could maybe with pictures. I don't know, but Ooh, it's like still <laughs> photos, exactly... just like in a fo- in a picture frame, just like right. leaning up against. Yes. Well, you know, this is a, a another one of those kind of good weeks, and I'm thinking of people who have overcome adversity. I think jumped to the fore, and one of them is a woman uh, uh, named Anne Davison, uh, who was born in 1914. And then she took a flight in the 1930s, was so excited that she became one of the, uh, the first pilots in, uh, commercial pilots in Britain in the 1930s. And that's maybe all we would have heard. She met uh, and married a, a, a man who owned an airport, and she thought that would have been the end of the story, except World War II came along. Um, and uh, the, uh, Britain takes over the airfields, the private airfields, and so he's too old to join uh, the army efforts, so they retreat to an island uh, near Scotland, and uh, they live a pretty hard scrabble existence mm. waiting out the war. They get to the end of the war, and then after the war, now these people are tough and adventuresome, and they said, you know, let's buy a boat and let's sail somewhere. So they buy sure. the 70-foot boat, and they launch it in 1949 right into a gale, It wrecks them on the coast of Ireland. Uh, He drowns, and she survives. And you'd think, that's it. She would never want to see the sea again. No. She becomes determined uh, and earns enough money, buys a 23-foot boat uh, that she christens the Felicity Ann. And in 1952, she sets sail uh, across the Atlantic. Now, this is a person who did not have a lot of sailing experience. And you would think that the experience she Not would Not for have lack had, of trying to have <laughs> no. sailing experience. In fact, if there's any records that go with her, it's the fact that uh, some commentators have said it's stunning how much time it took her to go places because... She's just not that good a sailor, and the boat is sturdy. But in fact, she gets towed into France, and something happens along this journey. Now, she's indomitable, she's determined, uh, but she's almost cynical and tough. But what changes her is the kindness of strangers, people who tow her into France, people who welcome her wherever she goes. Finally, she gets towards uh, America, and you think, well, this is great, except she keeps blowing past island after island until finally she gets to Dominica uh, in 1953 in January, spends a few months uh, recuperating, and then sails to Miami, and on June 12, uh, uh, 1953, that's when she's uh, finally uh, uh, welcomed into Miami and then gets to New York as well. Her boat, she lives in 1992, her boat, though, somehow ends its way into the Northwest, and it has been fully restored. It's in the Puget Sound Hmm. near Seattle, Uh, but she's an astonishing woman in her own way just simply because she encountered so many obstacles and adversity, but she just kept going. And that should be a tribute to all of us when we face adversity. Well, just what's the next step? I like it. I do, too. That's why I think she's one of those kind of heroes for this week. Another uh, that pops up is Lucy Stone. She was born in uh, 1818 
on August 13th in Massachusetts. Um, she's one of the leading suffragettes of the 19th century. And um, uh, in fact, I really like what she develops in uh, around the 1850s, this idea that no taxation without representation. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have these women and you're going to be taxing everything else in their household, they need to have representation. Yep. Well, it would take a while. Um, in fact, there's the 14th and 15th Amendment. Other suffragettes were opposed to it because they said, oh, no. Uh, the, the, it didn't give women the vote. Mm -hmm. And she said no. She broke with them because she said these are important amendments and we will continue to fight for women's rights. And, of course, that eventually happened. So she's another one of those adventurers over time and a principle that I think is important. I like and, the idea of, uh, of like, taking the, the, the revolutionary slogan, like, no taxation without representation, yes. and saying, hey, let's actually live up to that. Isn't like, there's that so great? much of the 19th century yeah. is movements of people saying, hey, you know what we said back that's in right. 1776? Let's actually do <laughs> yes. that today. I know, and that's exciting. That's why we like to reclaim history and say, these people really are important in advancing the journey of uh, of discovery that we all have about what does it mean to be a human being with the kind of civil rights and human rights that we all expect and uh, yep. endorse. It's so important. Okay, here is one that I just uh, chuckle about. Her name is just great. Her name is Zerna Sharp. She was born August 12, 1889. She lives to 1981, so she lives, you know, 102 years. She's the person who comes up with the idea. She's an educator, a principal, and a teacher. That comes up with the idea of the Dick and Jane readers. Now, this is such a fascinating concept. Now, some people may not be familiar with those. It was big and popular in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, I don't know if you grew up with I them. Did, I yeah. did, too. Yep, yep. And, you know, this contextualizing words, mm -hmm. see, dick, run. And she listened to kids and how they talked and introducing limited words, limited characters, but they could all identify, she said, with these book people. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's just one of those great kind of moments of somebody looking at something, seeing a problem, and saying, we can do better. And I, I just uh, admire that name. <laughs> I always appreciate that uh, she comes up with the Dick and Jane series because she's probably sitting there like, my name is Zerna. Why do my parents name me Zerna? Wouldn't it be better if I had a simpler name? That's I'm right. just going to create a character with the simplest possible name. It sounds like something that Dr. Seuss there. would come up right? with named Zerna. Yeah. Zerna Sharp. Yeah. Zerna, here's a who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking with uh, Scott Washington, we got time for one more. What do you got? Okay, well, of course, this week, just on a, just a reminder, Reminder note, and we're going to hear a lot about that. Of course, Heather Heyer, uh, mm. a woman born in Charlottesville <clears throat> in 1985. Uh, she gets a high school education. Then she gets a break from a law firm and an employer who said, you know what, I my mom was also a single mom. Um, I believe in you and hired her. And she becomes a paralegal in this firm. And of course, she's in Charlottesville uh, five years ago when there is uh, that rally to defend the monument of Robert E. Lee, which has since come down. Yep. And ironically, because, uh, you know, during his lifetime, Robert E. Lee uh, did not want monuments. In fact, after the Civil War, anyone who was in insurrection against the United States had to swear an oath of allegiance to the United States of America. That included Robert E. Lee. He had left in spe specific instructions at his funeral no Confederate uniforms, no Confederate flags. So he would have been actually the first person to say, please take down the monument. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's down now, but she dies tragically on August 
uh, 12, uh, uh, 2017, when a car drives into a crowd by an angry uh, young uh, white supremacist, and uh, she's a tragic victim. But I love her quote, and this is one, uh, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention, and the foundation started from her mother, is still asks a good question for uh, winners of scholarships. What are you doing to, to stamp out hate in your community? Mm. Good words for us all. Challenges by all these people who have done extraordinary things that challenge us all to do the best and be the best we can. And that is how history matters. Scott Washington, as always, thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron.